Banu, good morning. Good morning and good afternoon to you. How are you, buddy? I'm doing very well. <laughs> good, good to see you. You How know, uh, yeah, it's a holiday. It's Thanksgiving today, so we're relaxed. So thank you for giving us your time. Absolutely. And happy holidays. For us, it's a regular grinding day. How are your dear Eva and Emily? Eva and Emily are doing very well. Uh, they, they had a lovely uh, week as well. It's a short week. And Emily's playing right now. Nice. So you're in Texas today? I am in Texas. Good. I see the sun shining. So uh, thank yeah, you. For awesome. So I'm super excited to have you here. Uh, we've been friends for quite some time. Shared a passion for wristwatches, for collecting. Pilot, you're more pilot watches than me. I I am a pilot watch freak. I love pilot watches. You are. We're definitely going to talk about that today. Um, our our format is that we do a quick intro, we do a wrist check, the seven Aces questions, and then uh, we do a deep dive. Would you mind doing a short intro? Absolutely. So um, I will do a short intro to to the watchmaking world for me. Um, I discovered watchmaking through, um, you know, as a child, I always loved watches. Uh, my dad used to um, uh, receive a lot of watches when he traveled outside. He would be, um, um, you know, he would bring back watches. So I was exposed to them since then. And of course, as um, growing up in the 80s, you always had the Casio, you know, watches that we all collected. <laughs> as kids uh, and then um, I would say as an adult uh, as an adult I was uh, in late 90s discovered what you seek uh, Ernie Romers who you had on um, recently uh, and um, the rest was history since then I started getting into it met Ernie in the early 2000s met uh, one of the German uh, 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 moderator uh, Mike Stufler and then we became good friends, and uh, then I started writing. Uh, that was my passion. And Amazing. since 2005, I've been writing. Amazing. So you said when your dad got out, you are born and raised in India, right? I was born and raised in New Delhi, yeah. Uh, and then I moved in my teenage years to to U.S. So how was that when you were growing up in India? So you said your dad went out. You mean when he traveled for business and stuff? Yes, when he traveled for uh, He was crazy about watches and he would bring you, You, I know you have a brother as well, so an yeah. amazing guy, almost you know, as happy as you. Absolutely. Uh, my, my brother uh, gets to keep his collection. <laughs> <laughs> so that's amazing. And then and, and what was popular back then when you grew up? Did you get the passions for pilot watches from your dad or... Um, you know, uh, Omega, um, uh, Accutron, uh, Bulova, the Space View watch. But I remember my dad used to wear those quite a lot. Um, uh, that that was seventies. That was popular. It was more not as much mechanical. I would say it's more. It was a quartz time. Yeah. Seventies and eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Awesome. So we're definitely going to go back to how you got into watches and why Pilot and why German watches. Okay. Um, Shall we now do a quick wrist check? Absolutely. What are you wearing today? So, you know, it's a special day, Thanksgiving, so it has to be two wrists. Yeah. Uh, 
On here is the Kudoke. It's a concept flieger yeah. uh, from Kudoke. Uh, yeah. I recently got to uh, see them in uh, Dresden, and I will tell you a cool story about that as well. Um, it, it was almost a thing that didn't happen uh, that happened, and you can actually read about it that I wrote on Cool and Pad. I read, I read the article on Sunday, so uh, amazing thing. Maybe Dala can pull up the article on Quill and Pad. And when Dal pulls it up, I will tell you the fun story about this. The background was um, uh, originally Eva was supposed to, Eva and Emily were supposed to go with me to Dresden to pick this up with me yeah. in, uh, in September, but uh, she wasn't feeling well, so I took a train. Uh, to Dresden, and you know, in COVID times, this obviously in trains are um, it was empty. There was yeah. nobody in there. Yeah. So I sat there. I had my headphones on. I was listening to music. Uh, the train station arrived. I just uh, um, got up and left. Yeah. And um, so after we met in the restaurant, uh, I was looking for my disinfectant wipes, and I was looking in my backpack. I was like, well, you know what? I, I don't think my my passport was in that same pocket. Where is my passport? Well, I had taken it out in the train to show to the uh, to the authorities, but obviously nobody came to check anything, and I left <laughs> it in the front seat pocket. And the train was going to Berlin and then on to Hamburg. <laughs> so uh, let's just say uh, it took a few phone calls uh, with even Stefan helping me out, and uh, I had to then make my way to Berlin and then make it back to Prague by midnight. <laughs> That's quite a journey. And next day we were flying back from to US, so it's good that uh, I was able to make it uh, in time. Yeah, amazing. And and it's actually an amazing story how you bought this watch because actually your buddy pulled the trigger on it. That's right. He pulled the trigger. Pick up the watch, and then it became yours. Absolutely. Uh, okay. it, was, uh, it was great. Yeah, awesome. So it's an amazing watch. Um, and we'll talk a bit uh, more about uh, Kudoki and your buddy. Absolutely. Uh, and what's the other wrist? The other wrist is a Tutima uh, automatic. It's okay. the green dial. Also Glashute. Also nice. Uh, I got to visit them in Glashute as well in September. Yeah. And um, and there's a surprise thing coming out. Uh, we're doing a Flieger Friday edition. As you know, I love Flieger Fridays. Amazing. So we're going to do a Flieger Friday edition. Um, next week. Amazing. For those that are watching and uh, those that speak obviously German and Dutch understand what Flieger means because in Dutch it's also Flieger. Yeah. It means pilot in German and uh, so pilot watches are always dubbed or nicknamed Flieger watches and uh, so that's where the name comes from. Fliegerfriday.com is yours. It's your yep. blog, right? So okay. amazing that he's doing a collab with you and I actually wanted to ask you why Tutima is so popular in the US? So... Absolutely. I think Tutima is popular in the U.S. because they've had the, 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 the continuity of, uh, of uh, the gentleman called Gustavo. He, he, he heads the Tutima, as you know, the, he's the Tutima president uh, for Tutima USA. Yeah. And um, he's been managing it since the 80s. He, yeah. I believe, it's been there since 85. So he has the history since then. With the Tutima Glashute, and at, before that it was uh, in, not in Glashute, but uh, um, yeah, so he's that yeah, company I mean, he has maintained all the marketing. Amazing. 
So, and then and that's something that uh, one of the reasons we do the Ace List Live is to share our passion, our knowledge, and have some fun. Is glass is is one of the most uh, uh, um, confusing thing for uh, consumers and watch collectors because a lot of brands use it in their logo, right? Or they use it uh, under their own brand name. And there's one brand that actually it is their brand name, Glassito Original, owned by the Swatch Group, which yep. is also very confusing. So for those that don't know, Glashütte is a watchmaker's town. It's a small town in the eastern part of Germany, near Dresden, on the way to Berlin. And um, so whenever Swiss brands write Geneva on their dial, that's what Glashütte is. So for those that don't know, and it's a yeah. uh, just to complete the story about Glashütte that, you know, um, it has a similar, a, a, a long history, uh, similar to, to, to Swiss watchmaking. Yeah. It's just, it got uh, disrupted when the wars happened. Yeah. Uh, a lot, lot of things got destroyed. The Swiss yeah. were lucky, nothing happened. Yeah. But a lot of it was rebuilt in the 90s after the Berlin Wall came down. I think that's when uh, a lot of the brands started coming back to Glashütte and and, and um, everything continued. Yeah. And of course, Glashütte uh, has the two distinctions. Um, if you look at the movement, it, it's huh? three-quarter plates. That's yeah. important. Yeah. And the second one is that 60% uh, of the of the labor or materials have to be, combination of the two have to be made in Glashütte for it to be yeah. considered made in Glashütte. Yeah. So uh, we call it the watchmaking uh, mecca of Germany. Very, yeah. very old history, as Banu is saying. They have uh, two very distinctive signatures, which is the base plate where movement is built on. It's three quarters. That's very signature for uh, Glashütte. Um, the term German silver comes actually a bit from that region. Correct. The term German silver and the hand engraving, which you see with Lange, Nomos, maybe you can tell me other brands that they're doing it. So very interesting. And, and we're going to talk a lot about German watchmaking, about pilot watches. So I racked my brain what to wear, not because it's uh, Thanksgiving, but I also put two watches on. Yes. <laughs> which I often do. Um, obviously, I had to put a pilot's watch on. And That's I've nice. chosen from my private collection a Hamilton Kaki H31, which was gifted to me by the previous CEO, Sylvain Dola. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a dear watch to me, and I love the satin finish on it. I, I like the Kaki pilots. They're, they're very cool watches. Amazing, amazing value for money. And actually, their most plain one, the Keiki mm -hmm. Field Handwound, which uh, I think is one of the best buys you can get if you want to get into pilot watches. Absolutely. So I love those. And since you're in America, I had to choose an American brand. And I obviously put on a Nomos, and I had to select a Ace Limited Edition. And I chose the Weltzeit, the Zurich Weltzeit. Wow. And, uh, we're doing an uh, intercontinental call. So I, way, I must mention uh, that, uh, alone that recently you had announced the uh, Nomis for Life collaboration for Nomos. And yeah. I really regretted it. That watch, the limited edition, was just fantastic. Thank you. I'm afraid one of the best watches I've seen. Uh, I don't know, Dali, if you can pull it up, but really hit the right notes for for limited edition for the Nomos Club. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was very well received. Also, thank to you. You hooked us up to some American collectors, so thank you for that. And uh, we were very fortunate. It sold out within 24 hours, so we were overwhelmed by the success and very fantastic humble. Fantastic watch. Yeah. Thank you. 
So, uh, so don't, that that's it for the risk check. Let's dive into the seven ace list questions because we have a lot to talk, and I want to keep it under one hour. And I assume the viewers have some questions as well because I see some questions pouring in. Um, first question, Banu. What watch or jewel is your favorite and why? Well, this is easy. Uh, it's not a specific watch. You know, I love pilot watches. So Flieger watches is the genre that I call it. Um, and uh, it's a pretty broad genre. You know, uh, normally the, the watches, I'm, you can see Kodoki and, and both Totima, not typical pilot watches, but they're a genre of Flieger watches. So I love pilot watches. And I know you definitely don't stick to Pilot only because you have a very vast and wide collection and I had the honor to see uh, quite some pieces of it. <laughs> How much percent of your collection is actually a Flieger watch? Um, On I average? Not, not majority of it. It's, not a majority of it? No, not a majority of it. There, It is uh, quite a bit of Flieger watches, but I would say uh, I do enjoy other watches as well. And, uh, and it depends on the design of the watch. I think for me, the design, the, the construction of the watch is, uh, is the ultimate uh, feature that I enjoy. Um, you know, if, when you're scrolling up to, let's say, uh, going to the Bulgari Octo, for example, uh, yeah. me, the, the most striking thing about was, uh, and you know, I'm a big fan of the Fabrizio, uh, yeah. and you had him on there twice, uh, and I watched both times, uh, really, great mind and you know um his design is just uh, fantastic i really yeah. admire that. so dal is showing your instagram account i the, the the handle is analog display right yes it is so for everyone on instagram check out uh banu online she has nice pics um you are like me Besides the pilots and maybe Jeremy's team, you're all over the place with collecting, like me, right? So, what I love. Do you have a strategy, or you, do you just buy what yeah. hits your screen and makes your heart tick I, faster? Or I think my heart, my heart goes faster than my brain, so that's why I end up with a lot of watches. If I like it, I buy it. <laughs> Amazing. All right, let's go to the next question. What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, you know, um, as I I enjoyed when I was growing up uh, in, in my school in India, um, I think I sat always in the back of the class and I was always doodling. I was drawing uh, robots. I used to be, I, I was, my, was my dream to just engineer robots. But of course, uh, I lived in a different way. But that was what I wanted to do as a kid. Yeah. Amazing. So you're actually very modest because um, you don't brag. You're always friendly, always smiley, always cheerful. What people don't know, we we presented you as a collector and blogger. <laughs> other people do full time, but you actually do it as a side gig and a hobby. Please share what you do in a in during your daytime because you 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 have a young family, young kids. You actually have a day job, and then you yeah. write. Good stuff. And I had the honor to write some columns, but it's very difficult for me to write. And it really takes a lot of effort. And you it seems you do it effortlessly. So how do you, what do you do on, uh, on your day job? 
so I work in a semiconductor industry, and uh, um, yeah, so I've been uh, I, I do work in IT, and uh, uh, not as an engineer, but uh, um, but yeah, I've been in the industry for for a very long time. And so actually, uh, creating robots. <laughs> yes, <In a> way. <laughs> you could say that uh, we make the machines that make the robots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So in the end, you became what you wanted to, That's to, true. to be That's when you true. grew up. Thank yes. you for sharing, uh, Ban. When did you come to the US? So I came in the 80s. How old were you? Uh, I was uh, 18. Always Texas? Uh, no, uh, I grew up in Arizona. So I think I would call Arizona my home since... Yeah. Uh, Where your brother is, right? He's in Arizona. He's in Arizona, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's been there uh, since 1990. Uh, no, 89, and I went there in 1990. Cool. Yeah. Amazing. Third question, who is or was your role model? Uh, I would say role model, since you mentioned my brother, for my personal life, it's my brother and my mm -hmm. wife, Eva. So... Uh, I always learn from them. Uh, he's like my guardian yeah. and uh, my brother Jay. And then uh, I have professional life, you know, and, um, and, and, and then, like you said, I have my day job and then I have passionate about watchmaking. I would say for when it comes to writing, um, I definitely uh, admire Elizabeth Dore. That's why I wanted to work at Quill and Pad. I, I admire uh, also um, Veiko from Revolution, who you know very well. Mm -hmm. I think both of them are able to break down complex writing into uh, storytelling where you don't have to even, even be a watch nerd or watch fan to understand complex things in a very simple way. Yeah. Yeah, Elizabeth is... is uh... I, I, the queen in uh, watchmaking journalism, I think. She was the first that that, that did high, complex material yes. of products mm -hmm. and also translating it to, to writing. So I looked up to her. Uh, people think that Waiko is a clown in his behavior, but his knowledge goes very deep. He's a genius, yeah. He's a genius. And, and I love the way he writes because I love the American style. Mm -hmm. I also lived in the U.S., and uh, obviously he did as well. And and the the newest kid on the block, which I love, is SJX. Absolutely. Who does yeah. the intellectual writing and the very technical stuff? So, so I, I share your opinion on that. I completely agree with you on SJX. He's he's pretty amazing writer himself. So, um, and uh, you know he's he's a avid collector, a really impressive collection, similar yeah. to me. Also very modest, which I love. Yeah, he's actually so modest that he was honored that we asked him to be on the Aces Live, and he turned us down because he doesn't want to be in the spotlight. <laughs> but we're going to to nudge him a bit more for season two next year. I think that would be great. Fourth question, Banu: If you could teleport tomorrow, where would you go? You know, uh, I'm not an exotic type of person uh, who would think about going to some Bora Bora or some, some place in the moon. Uh, uh, I love Arizona and I love Prague because of two connections. Yeah. And I, I would be happy to spend the rest of my life between these two places. Yeah. So for the viewers, uh, Eva, his dear wife, is Czech. So yeah. that's your second home, basically. You guys are at least once a year in Prague, right? Uh, more, I would say yeah. sometimes more. Yeah, so you're often in Europe, and that's also why you're physically close to Germany often. 
So yeah, it's a forty-five minutes drive to Dresden. Yeah, so amazing. Uh, yeah, to Glasgow. Amazing. So, so that's uh, that's fun. And Arizona is obviously because you grew up there and your family's still there. Yeah, family's so, still cool. there. Real family guy. Fifth question: Are you reading a book currently? If so, which one or which one stood out that you read recently? So I, I do enjoy reading books when I'm traveling, but uh, with a baby now, uh, it's a little bit difficult. But recently, uh, I received a book for review. It was the Accutron from Bulova. Mm-hmm. written by Jack Forrester from Podinki. Uh, okay, cool. I admire, I think he's a great technical writer. Yeah, he's going to uh, be on the show, by the way. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, Jack is a brilliant guy when it comes to uh, uh, technical knowledge. And, and, and this book was actually really well written because I enjoyed the book. Uh, my dad, I told you, mentioned that, you know, he used to wear a space view. It's sitting somewhere, that watch is sitting somewhere in Arizona in my brother's locker. And uh, I really admire that watch. Um, you know, if you think about the technology, um, it was different than quartz. It was the tuning fork movement. Uh, a brilliant, uh, just a brilliant. Uh, so let's talk about the Accutron because the Citizen Group now made it a separate brand, right? They launched it in the right. US. Yeah. I saw there two, I believe there are two or three new models, which are amazing. They look pretty amazing. Uh, yes, the, the the pricing is pretty high. You could get a vintage one for a lot lower for the for the space view. But I think uh, this is they're taking this to a different level of uh, of of uh, watchmaking, at least yes. from the electronics part. Yeah. So um, I actually never owned one, but as a kid, I, I I always admired it. It's kind of skeletonized and uh, exactly. Because how old are you, Banu? So I, I just had a big milestone. I just turned 50 uh, this month. 50, man. You look younger than me. So, <laughs> so I'm a bit younger than you, and you you came up in the 70s, 80s. I lagged a, a bit behind you. But, yeah, we both came up in the quartz uh, era. Amazing. Yeah. Um, sixth question. What do you think is going to be the color of 2021? Uh, so 2021, I know we have done the blue, we have done the red, we have done the green. Um, I know there's some Pantone color every year that's followed there. And uh, it's, it's, I think 2021 was like uh, aqua color Pantone. But I would say because Emily is here with me, her favorite color is yellow. She loves yeah. wearing yellow clothes, bright yellow colors in yeah. sunshine. Uh, so what I would like to see is... I, I love blue and gray colors. Uh, those are my favorite. I would love to see some more gray dials uh, coming out, but with a splash of yellow. You, well, actually, your wish is coming true, right? We saw Brightling does a lot of yellow nowadays. Yeah. Rolex brought back the yellow dial, the Stella dials. So what is your point of view on that? Do you do you love those? So those I do love have- dials. I love the Stella dials that uh, Rolex has done with the Western Perpetual. Uh, I like um, the 36 millimeters. I think 41 was a little bit too big. I I own a 39. I think 39 is just the perfect size uh, for most of the people for for, for Rolex. I agree. And uh, um, I would say that the hard part for me for for this dial is getting used to the double hashtags. You know, the the double hashes in the the dial. I'm still getting used to it. It's just a matter of getting used to it. You're used yeah, to seeing so. just a single. 
Yeah, I guess so. You're right. Okay, awesome. Last question. Have you been to Amsterdam before? And if so, what's your favorite memory? Uh, it was, uh, so we were, Eva and I were celebrating 10 years since we met, uh, in 2018. And so we decided, you know, we always stop in London or we stop in Frankfurt and we take our Black Forest tour. Let's yeah. stop this time to Amsterdam. And certain tour guide told us some good places to visit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thank you very much for the recommendations. Uh, you know, one of the best memory was, um, uh, uh, right outside the Van Gogh Museum, there's a small cafe where we sat down. We had like some, for brunch, we had some uh, champagne. Then we walked over to the museum uh, and uh, we were looking at the different paintings. Uh, by the way, one of my favorite ones was the Flying Fox uh, by Van Gogh. And uh, I had hoped for my 50th that I would put the Flying Fox tattoo on my back. Really? I took a picture of it. I even pulled up a nice picture of it that I would put that as a as a cool tattoo on the back. But of course, COVID happened and nothing else. Uh, that's the Flying Fox, yeah. And uh, really amazing uh, work by um, uh, uh, one of the greatest artists. Um, and then uh, after me- that you, And what, what pulls you so much to that painting? Because it's an underappreciated painting. It is underappreciated. I think that's- It is from his early days that he was dark when he moved south of Holland to France and stuff. Bright colors, everything, yeah. Um, so why do you like bats? Uh, I'm, you know, it's raw. It's something he genuinely felt. It's not, uh, you know, it's not pretentious. It's not uh, uh, something doesn't have to be always happy and cheerful. And you know, you, anybody could have done that. But this is this is perfect. Interesting, amazing. So thank you for sharing. And it was great seeing you guys in Amsterdam. Uh, so. After we visited the museum, we decided, okay, you know, why don't we continue on? And just few steps from the museum is uh, is your boutique. So we came to visit you, and we talked about family. We had more champagne, and then we decided, uh, you know, to celebrate our ten years. Let's uh, make it a Bulgari affair. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> so thank you for that. Thank you for the trust. Thank you for the visit. You know, it's never up to me to talk about customers. So. It's at their own discretion if they want to tell stuff. No, no, I yeah, think that was an amazing trip. Eva loves wearing her Bulgari serpentine. I think it's one of again coming back to the design of things. Uh, you know, is is amazing. And you know, a lot of people don't know that uh, coming back to the design of uh, by Fabrizio, his wife is also a designer. She designs handbags and yeah. and uh, and uh, um, really brilliant. Yeah. No, he's amazing. He's amazing. So, um, and then, and he's a real gentleman and he followed up on the, the, the prize for the viewers that he's making a uh, unique sketch. So yeah. they're doing that. So no, it's an amazing company to work with and an amazing team. And Fabrizio is amazing. I, I call him the, 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 the new Gerald Genta. He's too yeah. modest to admit, but, uh, I would agree that he's definitely in that caliber of Gerald Genta. He's a brilliant designer. Yeah. I totally agree. Amazing. So thanks for answering these questions. Um, so Banu, where should we uh, take off? Should we, the first question, why Flieger is? What is it that, 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 that made you gravitate to that? Sure. So I think uh, most of the guys, first of all, love pilot watches because um, it, it is, 
it is simple design. It's nothing complex. It you know it can be as simple as a 300 watch, just the uh, the old Type A Flieger as they called it. You know, simple. Uh, you got the triangle on the 12 o'clock, mm-hmm. and then numbers, and that's it. But even though it's so simple, it's very um, the way. It, yeah, exactly. Uh, as you're looking at the picture. Uh, that's the stove of Lieger. Uh, just very the way it conveys. Uh, it's it's handsome. It's uh, it's easy to wear. It's easy to tell time. It's uh, it's practical. Um, everything you'd expect from a watch uh, as as a uh, as a guy, at least for me. Uh, that's why it's perfect. So maybe a little bit of education to share knowledge. Um, Dala, please pull up the picture again. The Triangle with the two dots. Yeah, that's why that, did they do that historically, Manu? That was for the direction, and you 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 can tell which way it's pointing. Yeah. Uh, so you can pilot can easily look at, or the navigator, I should say, uh, can easily look with which direction they're going to, which is up, which is down. Yeah, north. And did you do the research? Who historically was the first to ever incorporate that into design? You know, uh, the triangle first was, uh, at least to my knowledge, uh, was this was done in, during the uh, war with the with the German authorities, and uh, they're the ones who designed this uh, feature. So it's it's their original design. That their original design that they requested, correct? It's a specification, we should say, as part of the the, the watch of the specs of uh, producing it. And do you have pilot watches with broad arrows? Yes, I do. Uh, broad arrow as well. So, you know, you've got the dirty dozen, you've got yeah. the broad arrows with that. Yeah. So for those that don't know, the MOD, Ministry of Defense of uh, the United Kingdom, yeah. also obviously needed pilot watches. And their logo is an arrow. And it's called a broad arrow. And whenever that is on, the, it was back in the day on the dials or the case backs, and they often engraved them with www, which yeah. does not stand for World Wide Web. So those are nicknamed uh, uh, broad arrows, and that means that they're property of the MOD. So they were never actually given to pilots, right? Technically, they had to return them. That's correct. It was it was the property of the uh, yeah of the military. Yes. Yeah. And um, do you have any of the dirty dozen? Uh, I have two of them, but uh, I would say that I have not really gotten to uh, the, the the complete. Uh, a broad arrow collection. I would say I'm still stuck in the German, and I'm right now transitioning to more French-based Type yeah. 20 watches. Yeah. So my research is right now knee-deep into Type 20 watches. Yeah. So, are you happy with the new Longines they launched this year for the French military? The re-edition. Oh, yeah. Yes, that that was really good. I, I really like. It's funny, huh? the 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 French ones are a bit underrated. They they they're Exactly. It's always German versus UK. Yeah. And most of people, I think because of the stories, because of the recognition, people go either gravitate towards Flieger watches from Germany or to the to the to the British watches. But French is very underrated, especially um, you know, uh, for what they created. Yeah, it was based loosely on um, or maybe even more than loosely, it was based upon the the German Flieger chronographs, the the, the pilot chronographs, but yeah. 
still, uh, Type 20 watches are very underrated. But so let's talk about Type 20s, often referred to literally in words, T-Y-P-E, and then two X's, which Correct. is Roman numerals for 20. The most famous one, I guess, is the Breguet Type 20. Exactly. Is the most famous one? That's the most famous one, I would say. But there are many out there. There are many out there. Um, so yeah. Why are they referred to as Type 20, Banu? So Type 20 was a specification that I think that was made by the, again, French military. Um, and uh, exactly, you see the Breguet right there um, with the big crown. I think that was the that was a spe special edition they had made for watch only for in 2019. Mm -hmm. um, but it's pretty close uh, to what they recreated there uh, with the Breguet. And um, and um, and I think the closest uh, modern cousin to this is the Breguet 3800 uh, uh, model that's uh, still there, Type XX. And that's out of production, or is it still production? Because they in production. It's the 3800 uh, Aeronaval. Uh, it's still in production. Oh, this still in production. Yeah. That, that, that is one of my favorite, the, the original, the vintage is one of my favorite pilot chronographs. Yeah, there it is. Yes, uh, that's still in production. Uh, I love it. It's there. I think it's their, it's their uh, beginner line, but this is, uh, this is the based upon, I think this is sixth or fifth generation of, uh, of watches for, for Breguet. And um, originally, when uh, Breguet was its own independent brand, uh, it used to be still called Type 20. The excess was not in the picture at that time. And then um, after uh, they got bought by Swatch, I think that's when uh, they uh, came up with the third generation of the Breguet Type 20, and they made it into Type XX then. This was in, in late 90s. And now let's talk about whenever they classify models as mark so i think the most famous mark pilot watches are the idbc ones iwc yeah so they started off i think at mark 11. i think that was the first when Correct. they started with the sequential numbers yeah they went from 11 12. they skipped the 13. yeah because of bad luck 14 15. Yeah. we did see i think today we're at 18. we are at 18 yeah so why do they call it a mark for our viewers that don't know? I, I want you to tell us that. You are a big IWC fan. No, no, so what I've been taught and taught in Schaffhausen, but it actually comes from the British typography. Yeah. That mark is originally brand. A mark is a brand. But back in the day before marketing started and we were talking about brands all the time, was a type. So when Breguet is type 20, they just is a adjustment to the specifications. That's what I've been told. So you see that in cars, Jaguar has a mark. Correct. E, type E, mark E. It is a type. That's what I've been told. It, it is a type. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and so uh, an iteration you... and an evolution of a model. Yeah. Of course, she has the 911, but you have the 996, the 997. So it's a mark, a type. You're absolutely right, and 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 knowing that IWC um, was one of the five original manufacturers of the Flieger watches, uh, along with uh, Lange, uh, with uh, Vempe, and uh, and then of course Stowa, Laco, they completed the five original. Um, and and Are you I talking about the B I'm sorry about the B U. 
by the viewers, yes. Yeah. Uh, this was the original specification with the triangle on the top. And then, of course, IWC had the, uh, you know, uh, being uh, on the Swiss-German border, they, they also got to make not only the the, the viewers for the, the, the Germans, but also they did the, they made it for the, the uh, British. So it yeah. was, it, it was. Yeah, so that's, that's, that. so they don't like to, the brands don't like to talk about this heritage. Of course. Uh, for me personally, I'm like, dudes, if you are so proud of your heritage, you need to dis discuss the dirty, the ugly and the bad. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, the Swiss always pride themselves of being independent. Yeah. And uh, objective and also during wars and it, this is actually the proof in the pudding i believe iwc was the only swiss that supplied both sides didn't they yes they were the now, only the ones only english omega did only english i think zenith also only did that yeah and um Longines did for check um uh, Longines did actually many naval, many navals, yeah, exactly, many naval armies, huh? Yeah, yeah, interesting. So, talking about Longines and pilot watches, what did you think about their new spirit we discussed last week with Xavier? Or no, Xavier, think, which is his official name? Yeah, no, I think I love the spirit watches. Uh, Longines is hitting the right uh, notes for all their watch lines, not just uh, the spirit. I think uh, really impressed by everything they have been releasing lately. Um, a, definitely a company to watch. Uh, if not, if not, you've been watching them, you to watch them again for mm -hmm. the value they bring, similar to Hamilton, as you mentioned. Yeah. So I want you to sh drop some knowledge for new collectors, new watch buyers, especially the younger viewers we have here and that follow us. And we have many of them, which I'm very grateful for. If somebody gets into watch collecting or specifically wants to buy the first real watch or mechanical watch sure what would you recommend them Manu? you know uh, i'm biased towards uh, yeah. uh some somewhat german watches i think uh for the value that they bring a lot of uh, uh a bang for your buck as they say and uh, a case in point is nomos yeah um, I, I can't think of any uh, other watch brands for, for, for the money they charge under, say, 1,500 euros or 2,000 euros that you get a manufactured movement. Mm -hmm. uh, everything pretty much uh, designed in-house. Um, and, uh, and, and, um, and, you know, really is uh, um, not a thick watch, so it's slim to wear. Um, so I would say... For beginners, do your research on um, on uh, what's the quality of the watch uh, and for what what you're getting for the watch. And uh, so, sorry, I want to jump in. Very, very two valid points and nuggets of information. Mm -hmm. Those that want to do research and if they're smart enough to watch this show, kudos to them <laughs> to to listen to us. But where should they start besides reading Flieger Friday and Quill and Pad? Where would you recommend them to start doing their research? A. Sure. And my second question is, it's an A-B question. What if Nomos only starts at 1,000? And let's say their budget is less. Yeah. How would you add an advice? Yeah. So, so the first question, you know, where do, 
where do you do your research? There's many things. People use internet. Uh, you yep. could go to blogs. You could go to forums, like what you see. Uh, you could go to uh, Facebook. Uh, there's groups in Facebook where you could join. Yep. You could go to your local retailer and uh, pick up a book. Go to, you know, uh, I'm sure at Ace, you, I could walk in and ask them, can you give me a catalog or a book about Nomos or a magazine where you can uh, I can learn about it? So... Um, retailers, uh, online blogs, uh, magazines, uh, you could go, you know, buy Watch Time magazine, or I think in Netherlands you have Watching magazine. Uh, yeah, correct. Uh, you could go buy Revolution, any, any of the magazines, and you could learn about uh, uh, different things about there. So you could even go pick up GQ. Nowadays, even in GQ, they have watch section, so where they discuss watchmaking and, uh, and give you advice. Okay. Just and, after that, I want you to drop your five favorite blogs because that's instant satisfaction, free, and you can have that info at your fingertips. Besides Cool and Pan and Flieger Friday, obviously. <laughs> no, I and love Age Magazine Online. Which are your other five favorite magazines? Uh, no, online? I love uh, for online, I love uh, SGX. Uh, yep. I think that's uh, brilliant. Uh, of course, uh, everybody reads Hodinki because uh, they, they put out some good content. Um, uh, not always. It's a, it's it's. A, um, I don't have to like everything, but from SJX, I just like almost everything from Hodinki, of course. And then Fratello, if you want, if you're uh, you know similar to Flieger Friday, if you are a Speedy Tuesday fan. Mm -hmm. And which I love. Uh, everybody, all the guys, just like uh, pilot watches, love uh, Speedmasters. So uh, Fratello is the right place to go. And of course, uh, I also like Monochrome. I think yeah. uh, uh, if you want to get a straight content, and uh, it's uh, I say the no no BS zone. Uh, you go to Monochrome and you get get that. Um, a really uh, good fan of uh, Bryce as well. I think they they do a good job. And um, yeah, those are my favorite so far. Amazing. And um, you just mentioned speedy watches. This is a question I have for you. Do you consider those speedy watches flieger watches, pilot watches? You, you know, they're a genre to themselves. I think um, just like a flieger is a genre to itself, I think Speedmasters are such a vast majority of uh, Speedmasters. Uh, you know, there's so such a... Uh, different variety of Speedmasters, so they're a genre to themselves. Do you have a Speedmaster or more? Yes, I do. And uh, and I'll tell you what I like about a Speedmaster. I know there was, this was recently published as a battle of Speedmasters yeah. uh, between Snoopy and uh, First Omega in Space, or as we call yeah. it, FOIS. Yeah. And I love FOIS. I know uh, Robert Yan is not a big fan of it, but uh, I, I am. And the reason <laughs> is... I love the way it fits on my wrist. I think first the sapphire crystal um, is a positive. If if you're a beginner collector for Speedmaster, I would highly recommend looking into FOIS. I think it's well. Been don't recommend that, Banu, because <laughs> they officially announced they're discontinued. That's so sad. So, so don't pain the consumers. But if you have it on your wish list, pull the trigger quickly because uh, I think stores still have them. I think we have one more left. But um, they're going out. But you have the most uh, special combination because I don't think a lot of people have that metal bracelet on. That's right. Uh, please educate us about the bracelet. I, I know that uh, I, I learned it from somebody uh, more knowledgeable than me. 
Yeah, so um, you have the old Speedmaster date, so it's not the current date model. Yeah. Uh, um, I think it was the previous generation, and that bracelet fits exactly snug on the case of the FOIS. So you made a combo, and you're a trendsetter because after you and you start posting it, everybody wanted that combo. That's right. A lot of people reached out to me on Instagram and asked me, what bracelet is this? You know, yeah. uh, so I, I just said, okay, uh, I cut and paste your, your uh, suggestion to me, recommendation, get this bracelet. It fits it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. Um, okay. And we're chatting so much and I'm interrupting you nonstop. Maybe last question, and then we'll go to the questions of the viewers. Okay. Is my question if your budget is not 1,000, so that eliminates Nomos, what then would you recommend? So, if you're, you know, I can again speak from Pilot Watch's um, um, perspective. If your budget is not 1,000, I would head a bit below from Clashute to the Black Forest region. Yeah, where you also get some fantastic watches. Uh, you know, Black Forest region, the Fotsheim used to be the, it's the, the golden city love for a lot of, uh, you know, if you look at the even bigger brands like Chopard and everybody, that they, they, they're manufacturing uh, uh, a lot of the metals, everything in Fotsheim. Yeah. And, uh, and it's a Black Forest city uh, where a lot of watch brands are based. Uh, you have uh, Laco, you have Stova, you have Archimedes, uh, mm -hmm. um, you have uh, close by Hanhart, uh, you know, all of these watch brands make some really good watches that are uh, under $1,000. Yeah, good advice. So one little bonus question to that nugget of information and uh, tip. A lot of um, new collectors are blinded by the uh i call it the blingness of a brand so mm -hmm. they go for the mainstream you obviously proven with your collection that you go all over and you're not um uh, infatuated by the blingy names you go really by design whatever uh, makes your heart tick faster um what is your answer to that or or, or feedback to that or advice why to look in to these brands that you recommend, call them independents, call them micro brands or whatever name you want to give them. What would be your advice? Why should they? Yeah, so um, the reason I like micro brands, first of all, I think I have only to thank for for this um, mm -hmm. because, um, you know, not a lot of small uh, micro brands and, and independent brands have voices in the world. Yeah. Uh, the blinky watches uh, get to have a big marketing budget. They're owned by bigger uh, corporate entities, so they, they have a big voice and everybody knows uh, what to wear them. But uh, I like to find the, the, the diamond in the rough. I like to uh, find a good quality watches that, um, uh, that, that are offered at a good price. And, um, and that's what Ernie had, uh, I learned from Ernie. There, there are a lot of brands out there that, that provide that. Nice. So I already see that Ernie is online. He's watching. He's writing to us. <laughs> um, I have a zillion more questions for you. I think that we should maybe reserve them for season two. I would love to have you back on the show. If it's we do, 
that depends on our viewers if our, if they want us to do season two. <laughs> assess at the end of this year. Um, Dallas, should we jump into questions? Yeah, he's nodding yes to me. First one. Hmm, who who would this be? Uh, this is a trick question, Alon. This is a trick question. So this is a beautiful girl from Austin in Texas, and her name is Eva, and she's asking on Facebook, what's the most meaningful watch for you? This is a trick question because uh, if, if I answer uh, a Flieger watch, uh, I think uh, uh, the daddy duties will be on me for next several days. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay. I, will, I will answer. It's, it's the Bulgari Octo. Uh, <laughs> okay. Eva, I hope. You'll 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 thank him this Thanksgiving. Amazing. That was a gift from her to me uh, for the over ten years, as I mentioned. Uh, so that was uh, very meaningful. Yeah, amazing. Eva, you're a good wife that you gave him such a beautiful watch. You're as good as Chantal because she also spoiled me with some watches. <laughs> um, you got a Speedmaster recently. I I for each we have two beautiful children. Yeah. For our son's birth four years ago, she gave me the Moonwatch Pro. Yeah. And we engraved his name and date in it. So it's going to be his in uh, 14 years. And then obviously we had a baby girl. Yeah. And then what else can she give? It has to match. So I always loved the FOIS, the first time we get in space. It's smaller. And uh, so my wife gave me that one. And we gave my, our daughter's name and birth date in that. So that's hers in 17 years. Congratulations. I think that was, uh, that was a perfect gift. She knows you very well. There. Yeah. yeah FOIS is just perfect. Yeah, so it's, uh, and uh, if our, our Noah doesn't like it, then her brother is lucky he has to. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. And thank you, Eva, for uh, sending in a question. Next one, Dala. Kentaro, Kentaro-san. He's part of the Watch 4 crew, Dutch crew of watch collectors. Yeah. He asks on YouTube, is there a watch that you still look to obtain? Like a grail watch. Good question. Uh, you know, there's there's a Flieger Grail for me, and then there is, uh, I would say, uh, a normal Grail. Uh, I think for it's funny, you have two categories. Two categories always. It's always parallel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, for for Flieger Grail, I think I would love to get a vintage uh, Breguet uh, Type XX or Type 20 for vintage. I think that'll be a very um, that's a Grail watch. I think a lot of collectors look for it. There's a uh, there's collectors on online, um, even on Instagram, that collect Breguet type ponies. Uh, that I got to know one of them. Uh, just brilliant watches uh, for what they created. And then for my normal, I would say uh, I have a long game in mind uh, that uh, I would like to collect someday. And uh, uh, the Zeit work, and uh, that's uh, that's a grail. Do you consider Lange the king of Germany? A Lange and Sönne for those watches that because there's another Lange watchmaker in Germany. Yeah, Lange and Hayen, Yeah, but uh, uh, Marco Lange has left uh, Lange and Hayen now. But uh, yeah, uh, Lange Zone is the I would say king of uh, of watchmaking for Germany. Um, you know, they all right next to each other. Lange is there. Klasute original right next door. Across almost Tima. So uh, a, a quick question in between. What do you think of uh, Moritz Gossmann? Talking about uh, high-end Glassuto or watch brands. You know, uh, Maurice Grossman is, is an interesting brand. Uh, I I think technically they are one of the uh, very impressive. Um, 
but but for some odd reason, I think uh, it has never caught on, so to speak, like uh, other watch brands from Glashütte. No, no, it's a pity because it's an amazing brand. Yeah, <laughs> the the Benu, uh, the, I love their uh, yeah, just fantastic watches. You have to try them on in person yeah. and to realize the quality. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, one of my favorites from Germany, besides Nomos, is Dornblut. Absolutely. You have one? I do. Uh, I, I not only have one, uh, I visited them uh, uh, last year again, and uh, I, I love Dirk Dornblut. I think one of the most, if you talk about humble people uh, and, uh, and brilliant uh, uh, watchmaking, uh, when you enter Dornblut, and you enter there, uh, yeah, there's my 99.1. Uh, I love that one. Uh, yeah, I love this watch. Uh, I, I got this watch several years ago. And, uh, um, you know, when you enter there, they're small. Uh, it's in a small village, actually. It doesn't even, I, I remember there was no restaurants around. There's no hotels, nothing. It's a small village. You walk inside uh, their, their atelier, their workshop, and it feels like you walked into, you know, something pre-modern uh, era and there's no computers there's no cnc machines there is uh yeah that's calvert that's the that's the town that's the big clock outside that dirk works on um you see from out there yeah funny story dale used to uh work at a retailer in amsterdam before he joined team ace and he okay. was actually the one that showed me doing because they were retailing it so okay. Have ever since been on my mind uh, that brand. Are they manufacturer? Uh, they they are now a manufacturer. They used to uh, they they still use the Bosch's from Unidas Movement. Yeah. Uh, but I would say the amount of modifications to do to that Bosch is uh, almost unrecognizable to where it it's I would say is their caliber. But they also have their own caliber now. Yeah, amazing. Okay, thank you. Dala, next question. Ah, there is our buddy Ernie. He writes on YouTube, hi, Banu. Nice hearing you talking about watches, and especially the Flieger watches. Curious to find out why your focus changed from German to France <laughs> by watches. Uh, I wouldn't say, Ernie, uh, thank you for the question, by the way, uh, and for watching. Uh, I would say that it wasn't a focus change, but it was an addition to German watches. So evolution. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah, it's an evolution where you you know just like uh, German the, the the Type 20 watches came from inspiration from Hanhard and Totima Flieger chronographs. So it's just an evolution of yeah. In addition to that, there there's Type 20s. Um, and I think they are very underrated for now for collectors. Um, uh, could be, could be big. Yeah, amazing. He, he oh, he's on fire. Second question. Ernie asks, and talking about the Type Twenty, did you already get to see the new Air Arian? Yeah, Airian. So Airian, they used to be a, a French brand. Uh, now they are resurrected again, as you can okay, see on cool. the screen. Um, that they do what they call as crowdsourcing. Uh, so they funded not through, uh, uh, they have investors who can be anybody, you or me. Unfortunately, I couldn't invest in this because uh, the US is not allowed to uh, participate in this. Uh, this is only for outside of US. And, um, and they've uh, recreated the Type 20 from the original brand. Uh, and, and of course it's, uh, 
they did a very good job, uh, including the size of the watch is pretty reasonable. It's amazing. Cool. Thanks for sharing Ernie and Manu about this project. And see, this is what I'm talking about. Ernie brings you that perspective of, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. brand you have not heard to, to the front. He's amazing. He's amazing. We love Ernie. Another one. And what's your most recent purchase? Good question, Ernie. Uh, the most recent purchase is right here on my wrist. This is something I just picked up in September, uh, is the Kudoke. So I think uh, this was the most unique Flieger I own, I would say, uh, in, in my entire collection. Amazing. Um, I see we have four minutes left. Should we do one quick one? One more? Dala, should we do one last more? He's nodding yes. He's looking through the. You sparked a lot of questions, uh, Manu. So <laughs> definitely need to do another one. All right. This is the king of comments and questions. Watch for Rocky. This is Rocky from the Watch Four crew. What is your first serious watch you started with in your collection? He asks on YouTube and he adds a comment. I love your Octofinissimo, by the way. He he shares our mutual passion for that, by the way. Oh, that that. Thank you for the compliment. I think I love Octo as well. Uh, as Eva made me say it on 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 the show, that it's my favorite, uh, her, our most uh, prized watch. And uh, uh, I would say my first serious watch. You know, the definition of serious uh, depends. Um, for me, what I could afford at the time, uh, the first serious watch was a Stoa Flieger. That was my first serious to me a serious watch. Cool. Now, if you're talking about autoerology, uh, uh, if you're talking about something more than that, uh, then, you know, it, it goes to, um, again, another independent brand. I love Peter Speak Marine. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, at, before, unfortunately, he left the brand. And I love collecting his watches as well. So I would say that was my first serious brand uh, cool. that I collected. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, uh, Manu. This was amazing. Um, next week, we are jumping back to the jewelry and we have a rock star guest, Caroline Gaspar. Ooh. She's the founder of Achilles and she's a rock chick. So yeah. she makes jewelry for men as well. So men also tune in next week. Bano, I wanted to thank you very, very much for taking the time to sit with us. Thank you. Thank you. And send my love to your lovely ladies. And I hope to meet you in person again, either in Switzerland. Prague or Germany or Holland. <laughs> Next year. Next year, definitely. Thank you Happy for having me. Happy Thanksgiving and thank you. Thank Bye. you. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye.